Can we do can we do a bonus review uh that our our listeners are so fond of? Can we talk about JoJo's for like 20 seconds? Oh yeah, you guys we're, finished we're, it, right? Or are you uh, finished we're one episode five. Away. So, part five? Yeah, we're like one or two episodes away from the end of part five. Yeah. Oh, you're not all the way there yet. Okay, wait, so where no. are you right now? Noah literally was falling asleep on the couch last night. So. I was not last night. I was the day oh, before. Oh, the day before. Okay. All the days are blurring where, together. Where are you at right now? What are the most recent, uh, for um, our listeners, um, spoilers for part five it, of JoJo's Bizarre is Adventure. Is Golden Experience? Is that? His stand? Giorno's, yeah. Yeah. Gold, okay. I realized after watching the entire season that I've been thinking of it as Golden Wind, even though every other stand, I'm like, all right, what's the real name? Oh, His, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Golden Wind. Because that just it makes just as much sense as gold experience. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. Um, he just uh, it's gold experience requiem. Oh, he just got the yes. uh, the requiem arrow. We just met that. Yeah. yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he punched uh, Diavolo real hard. He's just like real hard. There's just nothing so hard. that can stop what my vision is. My vision knows the future. It's like my guy. We just went over this. We um, just watched an upgrade. I think you're being bypassed. An upgrade of Dio's kid, um, at Dio and like Joe Star adjacent. So that means that this kid definitely has some time powers in there. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I knew the whole time. Like, your powers are neat and all, and it seems like all of the Joe Stars have, except for uh, Jotaro. There's yeah, all the Joe Stars have the same punch power. Punch power. Sort of, yeah. Um. Josuke and Jorno both have some element of life and healing. Um, and then everyone's got some fucky time shit except for Josuke, because fuck Josuke, I guess. Yeah, well, he doesn't. I mean, it. Josuke's power, Crazy Diamond, returns things to a previous to state. Reason. So that's kind of time yeah, related. Yeah, that's true. There's kind of a, a mix of time and healing. One could argue that Araki has a greater plan to his characters. They would be wrong, but one could argue. <laughs> you could argue. I think there's... You could See, argue. The interesting thing about like, you know, like the the sort of the question that Nina just asked, like, is he more Dio's kid or more Jonathan's kid? Um, like, I, I feel like that's that kind of a question sort of goes all the way back to part three, right? Like when we first see Dio stand and we find out that it's so similar to Star Platinum and they have all the same powers. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you wonder, is the world truly Dio's stand, or did he kind of get that with Jonathan's body, right? It -hmm. feels like he definitely got it with Jonathan's body. Yeah. Because even uh, Noah and I were talking, even Joseph's stand is time adjacent because he's able to translate something happening at a moment in time Mm -hmm. into a photo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I think that the Joe stars pretty consistently have some time fuckery built into their stands so best dio has is being a vampire and he's not even good at that he, man you guys are gonna lose it vampire. when you start watching stone ocean <laughs> and you find out about so Jolene's stand oh i'm, I'm excited thrilled. i trish is just keeping me alive right now though jolene trish is definitely is after the dolly parton song i right? told noah this. i assume i okay I told Noah this. I realized why Trish is my favorite, and it's because she's very speedwagon adjacent. She, she just is. she just says what's going <laughs> she's on just in the scene. Yeah. Laying on the ground. She's, she's like, just trying to oh figure my things God. out. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one has filled the void that Speedwagon left in the party ever since our gay icon Speedwagon Speedwagon died. <laughs> and now Trish is here. There's nothing will replace the experience of watching fucking JoJo's for the first time. And just watching after he's like, 
wow, you're pretty cool. My name's Robert E.O. Speedwagon. I'm like, that man's stupid as hell. I hate right? him. And then the, the entire rest of the show is just him saying, oh, oh my God, God. <laughs> I can't believe Jonathan is walking over there and then he's going to turn right. He's oh, going no. to place. He's he turned right. He's going over there. And it's nothing he's will immortal, ever. Unkillable. Unmatched. There's nothing in the world that will ever beat the emotional and mental damage and pure joy that happened every single time Speedwagon spoke right? in season one for the first time. Yeah, the whole nothing way through the there. first two parts. It's fantastic. Welcome back to Casual Obsession, the horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies and not JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I'm your host, <laughs> Noah, and with me are your hosts. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you guys. I can't believe it. I set this up. See, this is why I always do the thing down. where I start saying everybody's names in the hopes that everybody will just say hi or something. Hi. Because I I'm feel Nina. like that's just a, a smoother way to go through it. Hi, I'm Nina. I'm here on the horror podcast as well. See, there's, there's. If you guys picked it up, I can edit out the awkward pauses, but no one picks it up, and I'm just sitting here like, y'all gonna say anything? And then Emma and someone says something at the same time. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> instead of doing the podcast the today, we will just be doing a rundown of how the podcast normally. Emma's goes. not here it's today, and that's podcast. why no one could start it's without a podcast her. where all we talk about is the podcast itself it's and how poorly it's going. About nothing <laughs> eat your heart out mark zuckerberg meta okay and then we're there's here. jeff and oh, jeff's oh, here right i am also here we don't have emma today emma is unfortunately out of town good for emma bad for us uh but we do have a unique movie um to show you this week it sure is it, it sure is something I this is called is. atm um i thought it was from 2011 a quick Google tells me I'm wrong and it's 2012. I don't know which one's true, but what I do know is I watched this movie when it was like borderline brand new. You so did. that's cool. Oh yeah. Oh, um, was it one of, I, was it like a shitty Netflix movie at the time? Oh, it was, oh, it was. I what honestly, time that was. I thought I had watched it with you, but I guess I didn't. I have no memory. It must've been one of my late night movies. So yeah. Um, ATM. This is a movie about, um now oh, what are their names david Corey, and names? emily oh yeah so there's david our protagonist his friend Corey, and david's romantic interest emily they work at a finance company together uh where david just went and lost someone like half his 401k on christmas eve um so yikes Poor that time to do that and uh after uh, the holiday party where Corey gets sloshed and just shit talks the guy that's sitting across from him constantly. Um, David finally makes his move and he's going to go take Emily home. But then Corey needs a ride and then Corey's drunk and Corey wants pizza. So they stop at a little ATM booth, um, that little ATM house that I didn't even know existed, but I guess they do. 
And yeah, I was going to ask some questions about whether or not that's a real thing at all. The biggest (laughs) plot hole in this movie, and there are several, is I have never even seen one of them. Yeah, it's like maybe it's a city. I was going to say maybe it's a city thing, but I've lived in a couple major cities and I've never seen anything like that before. Maybe it's New York specific. I was going to say maybe it's a cold city thing. Maybe they're in the Midwest uh, or something. Is a possibility. No, they're in New York City. Oh, are they? They say so. Yeah. Which is what throws me off is uh, they're definitely operating out of New York City and it's cold as hell. But then like after two minutes of driving, they are out of the city far enough away that there's like a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. But anyway, to, to wrap up the short description real quick, uh, they are cornered by hooded man um, who, you know, he does hooded man things. Oh, no. And traps him in their little room. And the movie does go on from there. They die. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Let me tell you about the critical reception of this movie. What did the critics say about this movie? Did they shit on it? I hope. (laughs) IMDb has it as a 4.7. I'm going to skip Rotten Tomatoes for a hot second. I'm going to come back to this one. Out of 10. Out of 10. Okay, that's still too much. What the fuck? Um, Metacritic (laughs) has a whopping zero because I couldn't find a Metacritic review for this one. Good for that. Um, Letterboxd <laughs> uh, user reviews, 2.1 out of 5. So that's a 4.2. It and IMDb holding pretty steady. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes, you may remember, Jeff, I I, I said I was going to pass on Rotten Tomatoes and come back to it because I thought you would like it. Yeah. Remember when I said that? Yeah, what's going on yeah. here? Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes, I want I would like you to guess what number it is. Um, Are we talking the audience score or the tomato meter? It's the tomato score. Okay, I'm going to say it's at like uh, 20%. Lower. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish we recorded this on video. Jeff about fell out of his seat. No, it's higher. It is 12%. Rotten Tomatoes says 12%. Oh my god, that's appropriate though. Actually, that's isn't it? That's how good this um, movie yeah. is. It's twelve um, percent. I got good. no clue what to say about this movie outside of oh that. But... Uh, I would like to say something. Actually, yeah, I think before I know we what you want to bring up. Before we started recording, um, we were looking at like the information about this movie, and there was a oh wait, sixty nine percent of Google users liked this movie. Yeah, there's a Google review for this movie. <laughs> That says Uncommon. the movie was original and well made for its budget. People must keep things like budget into the equation. They they are so they they love this movie. You can tell by the passion in their voice that they was, think that people are being too hard on I, this I'm movie. Check IMDb to budget? see what the movie's budget is because we're gonna I find be out. Honest, it can't be because I'm finding the box office get, which is only one million dollars. In 2012. I gotta be honest. That's better than some of the box office gets that we've Wait, had. Wait, roll, scroll down to the IMDb review God. again. Not as bad as people are making it out to be. Uh, as budget? Okay, so the budget is an estimated $3 million. Ouch. I bet a million of that was just Josh Pack. <laughs> now, hold on. For reference, Insidious only cost $1 million to make. Yeah. Insidious had one third the budget of this movie, and it is so and much better like, on so many levels. And three times the number of actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to compare apples and oranges, but I would like to point that um I don't 
my, I, I don't want to be mean to uh, the director for this movie who I, I can't. do. My respect <laughs> for James Wan goes up a little bit David every Brooks. time. I don't want to be too mean to who, David what Brooks. What else has David Brooks done? That name yeah, is that's so what I was about to say. But what he else has, has he done? He's done, uh, let's see, not much that I have seen. Uh, producer, producer, producer. It doesn't look like he's directed much. He, oh, that okay, makes sense. yeah, no, ATM is it. Why does that name sound familiar then? He's done a short film in 2009 as well, but yeah, he's um, he's helped produce um, The Den, if you're familiar. Wow, this guy does not have many credits at all. I'm not familiar with it, he the really Den. doesn't, and neither am I. Is that but a, it looks it like a familiar. Zoom, zoomy. No, zoom it's too old for that. Yeah, 2013. Well, it's not too, too old for it, but... Uh, yeah, anyway, um, not to be too mean to David Brooks, the uh, the producer who decided to direct, but this movie is not good. It's very um, bad. Now, that is not to say I didn't still like it a little bit, because um, it was kind of fun still, but I did... Oh, the Metacritic score is 34. 34 Oof. Yeah, nobody likes this movie. That's okay. Right. So I, I would well, like except to, for a couple I of very like angry say, Google reviewers. Yeah, the yeah. couple people are like big fans of this movie and are Why? like, it's not as bad as people say it is. I have three really big problems with this movie that we will get to when we get to them. Only three? Okay. I, I will say. Uh, I said really big. I have millions of small problems. Okay, I okay. I was about to say, I think if I were to try and write down all my problems with this movie, we would be here all week. I have one one good thing to say about this movie, but we'll get to that too. Okay. So I um I would like to say I liked this movie way more the first time I watched it. It holds up very poorly to a second watch. I can only imagine. I bet. Um, <laughs> I was really hoping that wouldn't be the case because I wanted this to be like a decent entry into the mini series that I personally will be running from my next few choices. Of, What's that? Uh, small location horror movies. Ah. Uh, single location ideal. You know, like okay. tight cramped stuff. I think that would be fun. Um this to its one, credit, I think, this is movie a good is example indeed of tight and cramped. Tight space. If only it was better. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Jeff, on a scale of, let's say, 1 to 10. 1 to 10. What would you rate this movie? I would rate this movie a 1. That's, this I movie really reasonable. fucking sucked, and I don't think I, think I can I'm think of very many things good about it at all. Uh, can yeah, I go next? Fair. Uh, Nina, yeah. Why don't, why don't you go next? I'm Nina? giving this uh, two for potential. Two for potential. <laughs> okay. It could have been. I will talk a lot about things that I I actually think would have been good if like no. We, Jeff and I were talking before we started recording this, and I was like, I think that they really. This feels like a first draft, and a lot of the problems that I have with this movie might have been fixed if they had given it like 30 seconds of thought. So. It feels um, like the writing process got interrupted before they could get to several things, right? Right. Yeah. There's like, like they several things. Like just didn't have time to work on uh, having a villain or something. Right. And <laughs> so well, they just didn't a, like, come up with one. There's a specific moment that I think could have been gut wrenching if they had worked out how it would actually happen yeah. instead of just doing it. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of those, I think. Anyway, in a though. minute though, no, we gotta talk. Uh, we gotta talk about what you about think the rest of, this of the movie. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a five um, because you're giving it a five. I'm giving it a five. You I doofus! Think, you're gonna have to defend that position for the rest of the next hour. 
Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, realistically, it deserves much lower. Um, but I, I have to factor in personal enjoyment. I think if I was being critical, I would give this movie a three. Because I do think that it's a good concept. I do think that there's a way that this movie works and that th it just didn't in this sense. But I'm giving it a five because I had fun with it still. And part of that definitely comes from Josh Peck, and I will elaborate on that later. Okay. Um, I am changing my mind, and I bumped it down to a four. This has lost a full star rating in the, like, five minutes we've been talking. Just <laughs> so that everyone is aware. Um, it had, I had put a six, and then you guys put so low, and I'm like, you know what? No, you're right. It doesn't even deserve that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have dropped a full star uh, just because I'm feeling self-conscious and realistic. <laughs> you poor thing. Um, but this this is the correct choice. I think making it correct. twice it as much as I rated it is is generous. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Four I definitely ten. think four is still a bit too too much to be giving it, but that's fine. It's all opinions. Um, I'm sorry, two full star ratings. Uh, if you're going by the 10 system, I was saying one because I was going out of five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, four out of 10 instead of six out of 10, my initial gut reaction of, yeah, this is kind of fun still. Um, so yeah, that's my rating four out of 10. Uh, I will give a lot of reasons for that in a minute, but first, um, Honestly, there's not a lot of non-spoilery stuff to talk about. We, it just gets down into details and who dies first. Because, like, not to shit on early 10s movies, but this is just an early 10s movie. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you didn't know this, but we watched the director's cut. Um, oh. Five whole extra minutes in that one. Oh. I don't know what the difference is. because I don't know where the extra out. five minutes were, but they we didn't need them. No, yeah, we definitely didn't. Um, but uh, the cool thing about director's cuts movies is that was a huge trend in the early 2000s and the early 10s oh, is yeah. because uh, studios realized they could sell the movie twice Yeah, if you went and saw it in the theater, but then there's the gritty and untamed version. That yeah, that's, I was about to say, what about the uh, the unrated cut? That was a, exactly, a, a yeah. big unrated part of that cuts, as well. Um, all that stuff, the director's cut, that was huge, huge 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 and a lot of movies actually were made uh with the intention of that happening like they shot the whole thing for the unrated cut and then they made the theatrical cut but the the real version of yeah. it was the unrated cut Taken or is one of those they added extra stuff in to make an unrated mm. cut uh <laughs> that doesn't need to exist but they had to add something in the only right, i take back my previous cut. statement about taken it is both of those actually yeah. <laughs> the only director's cut that i have ever seen that felt like it both versions were justified was dr sleep um, oh, yeah. Because it was so long without the even without the extra content, mm. but the extra content added so much characterization. When did, when did you watch it? Doctor Sleep. Yeah, the direct the non director's cut. I watched James's comparison. Oh, okay, the comparison. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say because I don't really feel like watching the non director's cut no, because that's me what neither. we watched first. Uh, shout out, I still haven't seen it at all. Oh, it's, oh, it's so, so good. worth it. That's um, shout out to Dead Meat. Um, who, if you're listening to us and you don't know who Dead Meat are, then 
I, I apparently haven't talked enough yet. <laughs> but, uh, on that note, uh, shout episode, out to Dead Meat Podcast. Uh, yeah. Their interview with Joe Lynch, uh, among other things, a director of a Wrong Turn movie. Ah. Um, where I get my information about uh, the uh, unrated cuts and stuff like that. He talks about that for a solid 15 minutes. It's actually really neat. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, also, just the creation of his specific Wrong Turn movie. Dead insane. Oh, uh, very worth listening just for that. Okay, it's very cool. I've never. It's never even occurred to me to get into the Wrong Turn movies at all. Don't bother. Because I remember seeing part of like the third one once. Yeah, and being like, "Wow, this is incredibly stupid." But like, the second one, they add Henry Rollins. Okay, he, wait, Henry Rollins. <laughs> they jump the shark immediately. Henry Rollins. It's a fourth movie concept in the sequel. You can't uh, tell me that was a good see, idea. Okay, what Wrong Turn feels like to me, with my knowledge of not having seen but having watched Kill Counts, um, it feels like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoff. Walmart brand Texas Chainsaw. It very much is. Mm, it's the yeah. uh, let's be afraid of people who live in the woods. Ver- with of a Texas little Chainsaw. bit of like the Saw era, like gore Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's not something that I, any part of me, would want to get into. But uh, right. you know what else you don't want to get into? <laughs> you know what is else? ATM. Yeah. You know what has none of those things that I just mentioned, but I still don't like it? ATM. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, we got you both know, ends of the time, spectrum, both terrible. Right? <laughs> Longtime fans of the show will know Emma usually helps us and figure out the order of things. I am remembering. Don't you worry. Okay. Next up is content warnings. You know um, Emma's listening to this right now, just like, when are they going to get to the point? If Emma oh, is not, doubt. then uh, her partner is. And will at the very least pass on this very frustrating exchange. For her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, though, here we are. Here we are. Um, content warnings all i have because it's a really this is a really cut and dry movie you're you're watching a horror movie about a guy who traps people in the atm box and kills them and the only actual like content warning i can think of outside of your standard hey some guy's gonna kill people uh there is uh josh peck using the arsler once boom because it's 2012 and apparently we're allergic to not using slurs that wasn't even a slur at the time. It was not acknowledged at all. So, well, yeah, but I mean, that it isn't, neither but was like, like I knew people I, who were saying that you shouldn't say it. So, in 2012, oh, yeah, yeah oh, I think know, let's, let's not give them the uh, the benefit of the not doubt. Not too there. much of a benefit of the doubt, but it nah. was their very easy way to be like, "Oh, this guy's a douchebag." And I feel yeah, like true, everything every else that he bag. says over the course of the movie proves that to us, though. They didn't have I'm to not, drive it home extra hard. I am not defending the use of the R slur, but what I will say is that every douchebag I knew in 2012 used it way more liberally than just once in, like, however many hours this movie takes place oh, over. Oh, Jesus, yeah. It was <laughs> so, terrible. It was a bad time. I, if this movie was, was made today, Josh Peck would be super into crypto. He would. Mm, oh my god, yeah. are you ki- you're not even joking. That's all he, he, that's would, all he, he would, would just talk about. That's what he'd talk about at the parties. He would talk about NFTs. But they would do it really awkwardly. It would not it be would right. Be well, yeah. It would so not be nearly written. as natural as his garbage monologues in this one. Yeah. But anyway. anyway. <laughs> next up, uh, we do have Emma's scary rating. Emma, not here. Emma, hasn't seen the movie. However... I think I can very squarely say Emma would give this a two. Now, Emma can come and correct me, but my prediction is that this movie is a two because freezing to death is scary. It is. And that's it. 
I don't think that it's the only scary thing movie, in the movie. I think that this in the in the meme era, ten out of ten meme era scary. I think this movie would have fit perfectly into that. Oh sure. Uh, but I I think I can say that there are elements of poltergeist that are scarier than this movie. Hundred percent. Like the big mouth, the clown doll, that spooky you know, ghost skeleton that sat in front of the door that one time, the swimming pool full of actual bodies, the guy ripping his Plenty own face of other off. stuff is scary. The yeah. exploding steak on the counter. The exploding steak was really scary, Jeff, and I'm actually kind of pissed that you reminded me of it. Oh, sorry. It Jeff, is starting to get a little dark out. Let's talk about this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> you say, is there's just like a blinding glare coming in through your window? Uh, it it looks darker <laughs> in person. <laughs> Be not afraid, ass bitch. Oh, yeah, no, it's not the scary in person. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this movie. Um, I don't, I feel like I should give like a fresh outline of it because we've, bullshitted our way through this enough so let me let me come back to it real quick all right david right the main character yeah. david yes david Corey, emily all right so david wants to ask out emily and Corey says yeah bro do it uh so he does but Corey also had had him like hey you're gonna be my ride home right so that he could get as sloshed as he wants to uh without paying for a taxi so what ends up happening is um, he third wheels really hard and is like, well, I want pizza and they only take cash. And my so we have to stop at an ATM. So they stop at an ATM, but his card doesn't work. So he's going to get cash. But uh, instead of, you know, pulling close to the ATM box, they park like 300 feet away in negative three degree weather that gets colder and colder as the night goes on. And. Um, Emily's like, well, I don't want to be left here alone. Emily goes in there with them. And then as they turn around to get ready to leave, whoop de doo it's the hood man. Um, Mr. Wintercoat himself, the big fuzzy face. He's Mr. I, I don't know. I wish he had a name, right? Like, I wish he had a anything, <laughs> anything. This is in, this is the perfect example of this is a perfect early 2000s horror antagonist. He barely like, exists. All we know about exists. him is that he does stuff. It's clear they're trying to make him scary and like as iconic as other like horror villains. Yeah, like like they want him but to be mysterious, but they don't give us enough. It's yeah. like no. it is a full hour into the movie before we even get a shot where we see his eyes. Yeah. I don't the even dude is literally see... nothing in the movie. It feels the like they thing. saw the poster for the thing, you know, the one where it's the yeah. parkish mm. face yeah, with just the face the like silhouette. glared out. What if we'd made that? What if we made that? <laughs> but there was no cool shape shifting alien, and it's in an ATM. It's just a parka guy. <laughs> it's just a parka guy. <laughs> yeah, the and then the person the they were pitching the, the idea of the story to was like, "What do you mean in an ATM? They're just a box on a wall." So, and the guy's like, like "Whoa, no, no! Sometimes they got little glass gazebos built okay. around them to shield you from the winter weather conditions. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen so those before? They're real." <laughs> Executive who doesn't want to feel out of touch. Yes, of course. Continue. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, as of you course. know. 
<laughs> um, so you guys know everyone everyone who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about like character design. So I would love to talk about that more in a bit if okay. you want to keep going with the spoiler for spoilery discussion here. Oh, yeah. right. The uh, so what ends up happening is there Emily is just like he's just waiting to use the ATM, which is stupid because there's no reason for him to wait out there in negative three degree weather for them to leave. Um uh and then some guy walking his dog shows up. The dog does not die. That's big, true. Big asterisk there. Dog does not die. Which for a 2012 horror movie, better than impressive. impressive. Uh, but yeah, the dog barks and then runs away, and Parka Man speed walks right over to that guy, and he's like, "Oh hey, sorry." And Parka Man bashes his head into the concrete till he's dead. And then, uh, it's as he stands up, you can see that that's not a even a remotely human-looking dummy. That he was bashing the head into. It was. It's very clearly a stuffed mannequin. And the um, uh, whoever it was that was doing their like fully uh, sound design stuff was really on fire with the head smashing into concrete sound. I'm pretty yeah, sure they were slapping a, a cut pineapple against something. I'm pretty sure that's how they made that sound. I think they were also stomping on a cabbage. The classics. <laughs> maybe maybe i'm going for the pineapple slap is my final answer but (laughs) (laughs) the pineapple never know these sound like just some like i'm not gonna get into that we're not gonna talk about it we're gonna keep going so yeah (laughs) uh, dog runs away and we have a dead body if um parka man disables the heater in the atm box and because nobody i here's the thing here's the thing we had a coat and a hat and um gloves and everything these people are not dressed for the weather what was their plan everyone was dressed for the weather but then they were in the car and suddenly they aren't dressed for the weather anymore they're in the car like oh i'm sorry that his ford taurus like heated up immediately congratulations on having a good quick heating car whatever it is he's driving because they none of them had their stuff on and they all got out of the car in this freezing weather and didn't grab their coats at all josh peck is the only one with a coat but anyway um eventually a local security guard comes by you know the local security guard as he does and he walks up to them and they're like help help he's here and he's like are you guys okay because they're stupid and they don't open the door to yell to him yeah and they're smacking their hands on the glass while they yell i'm sorry there's too much wind but they're not explaining one person should be talking obviously when you're panicked you don't know sure but like one person should be saying, look out, there's a murderer here. And the guy's just like, are you okay? Looking around with his little flashlight and then he sees the body and then he gets absolutely destroyed by that um, crowbar that Parker man picked up. And uh, let's see. Movie fast forwards a little bit. It's not going well. Josh tries to run away after they murder a good deal of uh there's a good deal of infighting from our main characters there's so much infighting and then they murder a man who was dressed like parka man who was just there to use the atm because who would wear a parka in negative six degree weather only one person in all of new york would fucking wear a parka Mm -hmm. in that weather because we know this because our three main characters are wearing suit jackets and the lamest coat you've ever seen yeah so that happens um they're dressed for like late fall what is going on like 
they're not dressed for this frigid night that they're experiencing. No. If you live in a place um, that gets down to negative five in the night, it gets pretty cold during the day as well. You've yeah. got to dress for that shit. Even if you're also, driving, like, come on. <laughs> for what it's worth, this is not a closeted Christmas movie. This is an explicitly Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, they got Christmas songs in the beginning and everything. <laughs> yeah, if it weren't for the fact that the beginning credits were, like, cut between David on his way to work and the crime scene that they picked David up from at the end of the movie, um, you would think that this is just another holiday rush Oh, got to get all of our presents before the last minute. Got to get my Turbo Man type of movie. And it's yeah, not. it really comes across that way. That's one thing that the movie does well. It acts do like, like a Christmas movie at the beginning, and that's pretty neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of maybe two things that the movie does well. <laughs> Are we ready to? Oh, we still going? No, we no. We're, this is it. I mean, there's not much else to talk about. The Parka Man fills up the ATM room with water because my least favorite. There's thing running water at the christmas tree stand for some reason to water the christmas trees dude you do have to do that in the outside in the winter no christmas tree lots do not water their trees you cannot (laughs) this guy doesn't think christmas tree farms use water (laughs) oh the farms do but not once they're on the lot those are dead trees i think they do you do have to water them no not when it's that cold not when it's that cold it was only that cold because it was the middle of the night i don't know i don't know i'm gonna fight you on this one but i don't i don't fucking care this movie is so fucking stupid with all that said the hose is not like an ordinary garden hose kind of deal no it's like like a fire fire hose hose. (laughs) it's a hundred percent fire hose what it's a canvas hose he puts it into the like the ceiling vent and fills up the entire room it ends up getting like chest deep which is fucking impossible this is my i'm i will oh, like there's no rant about this now why uh, did they do that why did they think that was i hate tens movies because they really just like final destination so shit. shit it really just runs with the like intrusive thought nature of like what if this thing happened and you can't you like can rationalize away why it wouldn't happen they don't do the rationalizing yeah. they're like a fucking ghost ship they're like what if a wire was just so taut that it sliced through like 50 people's bodies and it's like that would never happen and they're like i don't care we're doing it anyway like what if it did though oh my god what if it fuck it what if you drowned in an atm booth you know those atm booths yeah i know about those atm booths (laughs) yeah of course i know about the atm booth (laughs) we're making big fun of these atm booths i guarantee they actually exist and we're just just never i don't think they do See, I don't. I was kind of wondering if it was like, um, one of those things that like maybe existed in the past, but not so much anymore, like a phone booth or something. But then I was like, well, no, I've never seen this in any older movies either. Like, I just don't think this is a thing. No, okay, so they do exist, but not like as big as this. It movie looks is. like it's like enough to fit like one person, which makes sense. Like a phone booth. Like a phone booth. Yeah, because like the size of that thing. And they've got all those like, what papers and shit? What are? Yeah, it's those? like a full banking. Yeah, setup that they somebody have has there. to stock that, and with that much floor, somebody has to go in and clean it as well. And it's not like attached to anything. You kind of get the idea from the presence of the security guard that we're close by to like a mall parking lot or some shit. But like, maybe it's not anything. It's not anywhere that you would expect something like that to be. It's just. Yeah, everything I'm seeing, none of the ones I've seen are as big as this one, with the exception of uh, this one right here that I see has 
four ATMs in it, and it actually looks more like the entrance to a building rather than an independent booth. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it shouldn't be a standalone thing, right? It should be at yeah, the very few, least connected. Well, cities to have a few standalone, and they're set up this way so that they have like a little privacy to them. Uh, they can be heated so that things run a little smoother, I guess. But like, not like this. Not like yeah. this by a long shot. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the movie ends up ending with the cops thinking David did it all because sprinkled throughout the movie, you see these little shots from the ATM camera, and you realize Parka Man's never seen. You can't see him at all. And all you see is David flipping out inside the room and attacking the ATM and killing a man and looking like he kills his friend and uh, dropping Emily like head first onto a counter and just in general making a mess, even though it's very clear that there's no way he could have done the whole thing because there's like stuff that happens outside that you should be able to see. Yeah. Um, he can't see that apparently. Yeah. Like it should see the fact um, that he was inside the thing when it got hit with his car. Yeah. But, but it also, oh, the, it shows the, in the ending thing, it's like the cameras went out before any of the car shit. Happened. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. The cameras went out before everything like that happened. But like, it also shows the video like chopped up. So it's implied maybe Parka man cut the video. So it incriminates David more. Uh, like, I think it was to do with like the ATM camera itself being like proximity and motion activated. So maybe. it's not just watching the whole time. That's possible. I think that but was what anyway, they were trying to indicate at least. It's how I saw it. But the movie ends with Parka man at a storage unit with a secret room in it. Like Why would you have a secret town. room in a storage unit? Like, I was so mad when I saw happen. that. Like, it does yeah. he, did he build what? a false wall out of like crinkle yeah. fucking steel? Yeah. The, what was if that? anybody like, finds that, if anybody goes into your storage unit, they're going to be looking closely enough to know that it doesn't match the specified dimensions, and they're going to know that you put in your yeah. fake wall. So yeah. what's the I point am of so that? What? Ticked about that last scene. I did not need to be there. It does not add anything to yeah. the story. I don't give a shit that he yeah. planned all that shit. Yeah, it's, it's it, it shows like his clear maps of a bunch of, he does a bunch of different ATMs apparently. And it's not him trying to steal from the ATM. It's him murdering people at these ATM booths. Yeah. Where he maps out like camera view and other cameras in the area and where and then just to stay to be hidden and then what just waits for somebody to show up in the middle of the night apparently i to do what so there's no way he planned out the events of this movie no no it's okay let possible. me talk He's about clearly this. unhappy about okay. how it goes Go i'd like it, to Nina. talk about the character design and motivations for this villain okay um it would firstly, be great if he had one it would be great if he had it <laughs> secondly the stuff that he does have greatly diminishes there is a way to do a villain in a movie like this where you don't give him any motivation and he doesn't really have any character a lot of creature movies do this a lot of creature features are not gonna have like a lot of motivation they'll have a way a care a creature works mm -hmm. but you know nothing else um i think that could have worked here i think if he had just been some crazy fucking dude 
it would have been more scary. That's another thing that like sometimes as a writer, you write something and you want to make it work. And then you realize, no, that's not going to work at all. I should take it a completely different direction. I think if they had abandoned the idea that he had planned all of this out and abandoned this kind of twist ending of him being framed on purpose it could Mm -hmm. have still been a people think that he did the crime because there is no camera evidence and there's just three dead people yeah it's like um the original ending to get out where they were going to have chris be guilty or be found guilty of because there's just a bunch of dead people you don't need to have the like weirdly cut camera footage so you could have just abandoned that plot point had them like break the camera trying to escape and then everything from the moment that they like see him out there is gone yeah done done david has been framed then just have the other guy be a crazy psycho dude that's fine yeah just have have him him murder people have him like pick them on the street outside the party when they're like uh trying to get their cab or whatever yeah rather than having him just staking out this random fucking atm and waiting for somebody to show up it makes less sense that he has a plan than it would if he would decided to tail them you know it would be and if they want to have him have character a fun thing to have done would have been to have him maybe be some kind of incel that like sees that fucking David's trying to get with her and he traps him in the ATM. He takes Corey out. And in the 11th hour, he says something about how he was giving David his chance to be with Emily. Like there's some like creepy, crazy, like, like ideas that you can do when you're in a pigeonhole situation like that, especially Mm -hmm. with the setup of the romantic thing. But instead they went with the dumbest one. It, yeah, uh, oh, and worse still, even with the terrible concept of the villain, it's also poorly executed because we get literally nothing about him for the entire goddamn movie. And then not yeah. even during the movie, but during interrupting the credits is when we get the scenes of him where we see all of his plans and shit. So it's like the movie is over. And then it comes back and it's like, oh, right. wait, by the way, he had a plan. He planned everything meticulously, it except that it was so also kind of random. On. Yeah. And that is not the director's cut feature. Unless huh. the movie I watched on Netflix was the director's cut. That is not what that is. Huh? Yeah. They were sequel baiting so hard with this movie. But you can't possibly make a sequel to this. No, no, he's not. It's, oh no, honestly, another ATM. It's the ATM killer. Ah, uh, like you, did you ever watch literally. um Collector? Uh no. And Collection. So like a lot of people like the movies. I don't I didn't really care for them. They sell for a lot of money. They're they are collect- <laughs> ironically <Ayo. not> collectible. <laughs> um, well, the 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 bad guy in that wears like some weird human leather clothes or something, right? Yeah, something it like looks that. Like it, yeah. He lo- doesn't he have like a He looks like he has a butthole face if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh butthole hard to do yeah right hold to on i'm gonna face. send a picture to it's them. like black right. leather but it's also black canvas it's oh. weird okay um, yeah it, yeah it was a right. popular a franchise sure. a very popular franchise um but i do not know how they made a second one because yeah. it feels it is the good equivalent to this movie and that's a big quotation marks for me because Ooh. i didn't care for it okay i i haven't heard anything about it so i don't i don't know 
It's it kind of like it is a generally loved movie. Huh. Okay. But like it kind of reminds um, me of like Speed. You know, like they shouldn't have made a sequel to Speed because you can't with something like that. Yeah. But then they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so my thing with this movie, I want to I want to circle back to the like things they should have done kind of side of things real quick. Okay. Um I really the thing that I liked the most about this movie um was the scene where they kill the guy that looks like the killer. I think part of the beauty of having a character that looks as just unremarkable as this guy in a parka is that you can do a kind of mistaken identity thing. And the idea of these characters having to grapple with the fact that they're killers while in this like box situation could have led to some like if like, say, I don't know, let's let's think of one uh, one director who could have done this better. If like Mike Flanagan or someone who (laughs) has like an ounce of like critical thinking about the human condition had done this and you're like stuck in a situation with a dead body and you cannot get out of this small room with the dead body of a guy you killed by mistake. That's going to do things to your brain. That's more than just, I want to punch my friend now, you know, have them moralize about whether or not it's okay to take the coat instead of Corey just doing it and no one's stopping him, you know, like, Nobody that could even have been said a really anything about setup. that. If yeah, no. If they're gonna have it be like, oh, they 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 tore themselves apart from the inside. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah, where, like he does. That's he's a, a psycho thing for killer. Them to fight about real bad. And it's like he kills one person to scare them, but other than that, his real game is to watch them kill each other. Mm-hmm. And like that makes sense. That would be really interesting because. I think that could happen. Like, sure. I wish it had. And that's because... a that's a far more interesting mo for your villain. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't have a character, that's a far more interesting way for him to operate. At least James Wan, I think, right. could have done this okay. Yes, I think in the first, if you're gonna do a first, if because they clearly wanted to do sequels, I think if you're gonna do a first movie of a series that has a killer like this. Um, you don't, you just need to do the MO in the first movie. You need to have an intriguing MO. You don't need to have a backstory. And then in future movies, you can kind of, kind of like with, we were talking about Leatherface. I know that in future. I was going to say like Saw. Yeah. Mm, Well, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You do get reasons in Saw, but it's, it is mostly just setting up the way he does it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, that would make sense. Um, and I feel like that's what they were trying to do because this this was in this in the like era of like Saw. Um, I would say this dropped the right Texas after the, like the last Saw movie aired, like within a few years. Oh yeah, you know, and the and the Final yeah. Destination movies trying to expand on why things happen in them, and like this kind of era of horror movies trying to have a lot of lore. I think, mm-hmm. and I mm. think that that's what this this movie kind of tried to to do the lore dump at the very end of the first movie, and it hurt itself real bad. But yeah, I have a lot when, of feelings about this movie. I don't know. Shit, you know when did Noah? When did Hush come out? Same area, I think. It was like 2014, right? Just like a couple of years afterward. Because that's, I feel like that's the... 2016. The good... 2016, okay. I feel like that is the good execution of this kind of villain. Yeah. Because you don't learn anything about him, but you kind of end up feeling like you do because you see the way he reacts to things and mm-hmm. he does things he that speaks. suggest character death. He speaks. Yeah. That's a huge thing. 
The silent like antagonist is something that only worked in larger than life slashers from the eighties. Like you can't have a silent antagonist that their whole thing is just standing there menacingly. Yeah. You have to earn standing there menacingly like Jason or Michael. You could just set up somewhere and have them stand and that's okay. Half of Michael's That's because you have eight movies of setup that makes it okay. Yeah. Like you have multiple movies of character. Well, I mean, big quotation mark character development for your silent antagonist, but you have time where you had them just standing there quietly minding their business so that when it came time for you to just have a figure that stands there and is scary, it means something. Yeah. This guy hasn't done much to back it up when he just stands. This guy at worst or at best, I mean, is, oh, scary homeless man, to which, of course, we were clarified, um, he doesn't look homeless, of course. so he can't be. No, yeah, because um, uh, big guys can't be homeless is something that they say in the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's big. The big guy's guy not even big. He's wearing a winter I coat. You like can't to, tell if he's big. I would like to, <laughs> yeah. to actually interject here and say that okay. um, personally, I think you can do um, like a movie where just a dude in a parka standing outside of, a, of an ATM is going to be scary. Sure. Um, but I think that you need to deliver on it because I did feel a little bit of tension like as just I, I'm scared of seeing people. I sure. people scare me sometimes. You gotta get you once, you, and I think this movie. One thing that it does well is setting up a situation where you would kind of be scared of a dude just standing in a parking lot like that, where he's just like, yeah. "Mom said it's my turn on the Xboxing outside," because <laughs> um, like you're drunk. It's two a.m. It's negative five out. You just wanted some money for for fucking everything. Everything is going wrong. You're already frustrated. And now there's just a fucking dude standing there staring at you and he's not coming in the ATM. Yeah, that would freak me out a little bit. But that leads me to my next point, which is at that point, if you're not sure what he's going to do, you don't think he has a weapon. You haven't seen him kill anyone yet. All three of you leave, and if he starts coming toward you, all three of you run. And that's the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it kind of seems literally like they don't, it. it's they don't like, act the way that you would expect people to act in that situation. Like, they get freaked out, but I don't think most people would just hunker no. down. Well, here's, here's, here's the double issue, though, is I don't think when we talk about stuff like that, we're not factoring the cold in enough. I think is the problem because none of them were equipped to run in the cold. Sure. And hunkering down until 6 a.m. when they thought people would be there versus running around in the cold in an area where, let's be realistic, doesn't look like there's a lot of stuff there. No. I don't think they're going to find a house or anything. It looks like they're in like an industrial area. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there, you know? So rather than running around, because they did try to get the car. And the car wouldn't start because it had already been sabotaged somehow. Right, it had already been sabotaged yeah, when he went over and got into their car. And I get that the clicker doesn't work because Noah's clicker doesn't work. So I oh, get neither it. does mine. Um, nice. But like... My button fell out. His button oh, fell out. Mine uh, just stopped working. I think it got sand in it. Understand. That would make Have sense. Have a nice day. <laughs> but More no, like understandable, that's, that's, am I right? 
that's kind of fair, but they didn't at the point where it hadn't been sabotaged. I'm talking about before they had seen him kill anyone because they had yeah. seen him kill someone before he sabotaged the car. I am just talking about when there's a dude out there. Mm-hmm. At that point, there's no reason. You are three people. I don't care if he is a killer. At yeah. that point, like let's say, Jeff, for the sake of argument, you and Noah and I are in an ATM and there is a dude out there standing weird. Are we going to like it's cold? Sure. Whatever. So we want to get home fast. Are yeah. we going to stand there for what until the point where he like is able to go over and kill someone or Man are we has just going like, to absolutely nothing? He's just standing there. He's just standing there. We he's being the weird, three but all us, three of us at once. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Nobody about by the themselves is going to try and rob three people at once. Nobody. Right. No. And if we all three walk together, even if he comes up to and starts attacking one of us, the other two can yeah. do something about it. There's because three of there's you. There's three like, of us. That's <sighs> that's what I don't get. Is like yeah. I I know he's a quote unquote big dude, as the movie tries to say, but he Josh Peck look... and Dave are not small like men. No. And like, this guy doesn't look dudes. particularly big. He doesn't even look like he's tall. He's, he's just wearing regular a regular size those man. Things, he's just a dude in a winter coat. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, he's not even like Michael size where it's like you might be a little worried if you try to walk past that guy. Yeah, but like, sure. You're still three people. Um, I, th- I, I know that Corey's like fucking sloshed, but still this yeah. is before he's had the chance to set up traps, sabotage your car, yeah. kill another person. Like, just go. <laughs> That's yeah. my biggest problem is that it, like this movie could have been over so fast. Noah's face. What's Should've. up? What are your thoughts? I was just waiting. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's not much else to say. The, the yeah. character motivations don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break from talking about big issues. We can come back to big issues in a few minutes. I want to talk about yeah. dumb little nitpicky shit. Yeah. Oh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle that Corey takes from the party. What the fuck is that? It looks like a whiskey tequila. bottle. The contents look like, oh, okay, okay. Yep. Because I was just looking at that the whole time. Like that, it, the shape of it looks to me like it is clearly a whiskey bottle, but the contents are so obviously not whiskey. And then it burns like fucking gasoline when David it makes does. a Molotov out of it. With a wet piece of Nothing fabric. Nothing that you can drink <laughs> will light up like that. It does yeah. not happen. <laughs> Yeah. No, that was that was uh either it was a gold or a mescal that um not that high proof. It was, does yeah. not, it will not. I if you had if he had straight up just taken a bottle of like fucking Everclear or some shit, I would almost be willing to forgive it, but that doesn't burn like that either. With his soaking wet piece of fabric that he dipped in yeah, there. That's that thing's not how full of water work. even. Yeah. That's not going to light up what? like that. It's not going to do like, anything. You could make the argument that maybe the shirt was dry because he got it from inside his car. We can suspend like, disbelief on that for a moment, maybe. It still but wouldn't even light so. up. I was it's too many at it. bad. It's too many wrong <laughs> things up lining up. Yeah. It didn't even light it up. It lit like up yellow. It's not even mostly blue also, or something. Like, what the fuck? Alcohol I have a nitpick as well. Um, even with all of the doctoring of the footage, I think the doctoring of the footage makes make the, makes this case worse, actually, because how did the guy with the dog fucking die? You're not going to tell me like yeah. if you get a timestamp on that footage and you look at how long that body has been dead in the fucking cold, you it's are not, not going to tell up. me it's going to line up. 
Like, there's no yeah. way. That's the one, like, and if that body's unaccounted for, then a bunch of the other stuff is going to start coming into the light and not making sense either. Yeah. Like, the cars being driven through the window and shit. Yeah. Like, at that point, that's, everything falls apart at that point because it's like, none of that, oh my God, you can see on the footage that he's like, touching his friend's chest and his girlfriend fell on her head at one point. Yeah. And it's like, that proves everything, but there's a whole ass dead body lying like, um, yeah. like three yards that way. Like when you have the soaking <laughs> wet man walk out of the room that has water pouring everywhere, you can't, you do have to acknowledge he was at least in the room. Right. Yeah. And where did the water come from? Why would he do that? Why would he yeah. do Yeah. Like, like, he's not outfitted for the snow, so he had to be inside of a space. How did the cars happen? I know that the cameras were out so that, like, you could, pr like, reasonably say that at some point the car thing happened and they just yeah. don't have footage of it. But, like, how would one guy drive two cars into a fucking yeah. ATM? And why and would he sabotage reason? his own car? Yeah. Yeah. Like, both Why would both he break his own window? Now why? <laughs> Are they just going to say he's nuts when the two the two deaths that they did nuts. the two deaths that they did catch on camera one is clearly an accident and the other is not proof of him doing anything Yeah um it's like you want to claim insanity when the only proof that you have of this guy doing anything is camera footage that doesn't look like a man who's deranged That doesn't look he like He does a, look he does look really deranged He, he does footage. be looking a little bit deranged you can't deny that. Just he a makes little. A lot of There's crazy some derangement eye there. With the camera, but frantically hits like the that. Trash can. The I other, forgot about the trash can footage. Yeah, like but like that and everything else coming together. It's just like there's there's clearly something else happening here. And it's gonna take him like five seconds of testifying to be like, no, there was a man here. That like at the very least, he's not gonna be like. He might get charged for the man he actually killed. But, like, a greater investigation will be opened up. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously oh, yeah. that investigation is going to go absolutely nowhere. They're going to look for 10 minutes and then oh, yeah. give up because that's cops. But I mean, how are they going to find Parker Man? Figure something out shortly. It's, it's, it's just... a mess. I just think that, and this is why, this is exactly why I think with a little rewrites, it could be tightened up. Because there is there is something to be said there where it's like, well, if it went a specific way like maybe like a framing device at the courtroom would be fun or something. I was talking to Noah mm. um, while we were watching the movie and I was like, if this was a real art housey film, I would kind of expect it to kind of all be told from the like POV of the security cameras. Yeah. Or like, like a detective examining the scene and it's a mm -hmm. putting all the evidence together movie where they're figuring mm -hmm. out this like incredibly improbable thing and there's something and happening there's like a... that they can't see and the footage isn't quite lining up because there's this guy lurking just outside of camera range every time could be cool. right right mm -hmm. i don't know i just yeah there's a this a lot of this movie just doesn't make sense my biggest thing is that these characters just do a lot of things that like why would a person do that they're constantly holding yeah. the door to this tiny place open in six degree weather and yeah. it's like guys why even are when you the doing heaters that? work you don't want to do that yeah right like like i don't know how many of our listeners have ever walked out of even a 60 degree building into negative three degree weather which Don't none of the buildings it. that they were in would be that cold. Like 
sure maybe the atm box is only 50 degrees sure because it looked pretty chilly but like that's what a what a like sensory shock yeah why would they constantly let their heat bleed out like that yeah that's the bigger thing is after the heat gets cut off they've got a lot more to worry about but they just don't worry about it yeah they don't they're they stay so far apart from each other like i don't give a shit how how annoyed you are at each other you gotta stay close to each other in that situation you cannot be sitting literally in the three fucking corners of this atm like between (laughs) the booths and then on the two corners furthest from the booths it's like you guys want to freeze to death because at this point i'm not sure yeah they really didn't do anything that they could have what was that the makeup i liked the makeup uh, the, the makeup, makeup on okay. Emily specifically. Everyone oh, else's yeah, was Emily's really makeup good. Was pretty rough. Emily's looked like they were trying to artfully make her look like she was freezing to death, and it's like, no, you you got to go all out like you did with Josh Peck, because Josh Peck. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he looked, he looked fucking awful. He looked ill as hell. He looked and, like he was But dying. Emily had like a little blush around her like lower cheeks yeah. and on her nose. Yeah, and she was just like kind of pale. Yeah. Whereas Josh. He looked like he was recovering from an alcohol binge that had lasted 20 straight days. Yeah, he, yeah, looked, he looked like, like a walking dead zombie. He showed up zombie. very drunk, and he is dehydrated, and he's cold, dead and he's miserable. not doing well. And I don't yes. know if this is just, like, in my head, but after he got that big warm coat, I thought they made him look a little bit nicer, but I might be making that up. I, I, think, don't they I think I might be giving it too much credit. You might have. But I would love to believe it happened. <laughs> it justifies yeah. my force. I would <laughs> love to think that they did something right on somebody, but <laughs> but we're not gonna. Oh, I do think things that they did okay. Um, in this movie, Josh Peck, uh, is an actor, and he acted, and he he was the best part of this movie. Um, he played a very believable asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, totally. Uh, I I enjoyed most of his shit. Um, the setup was good. I think that they did a good job setting up the um the kind of tone and the like relationships that was fine uh, even if the dialogue sucked um the you know they did not say dildo once in this movie which is actually really good for the era especially <laughs> with the Josh Peck character yeah i think they did fantastic in that regard yeah i'll i'll give them that too i hadn't even thought um, to be on the lookout for that uh, i it just hit me now <laughs> that like in hindsight, there were far, far more dumb things they could have said that they didn't. Yeah. Which is comforting. Bars on the could floor, but sure. Worse. Bars could on the floor, but a lot of movies dig under it. Yeah, that's true. Ah, especially that in that era. Did. That they did. Um, What else? I was going to say something else. Oh, um, the fact that he... Here's something that bugs me again. Sorry, we're, we're taking a break from things I liked. Uh, Why didn't he come to this scene where he was going to kill people... Without a weapon, why did he find the tire what? iron and then go with that? What yeah. was his plan? He got a tire. Okay, why does a little business boy in New York? I get the tire iron. Why does he just have a toolbox with a fucking like Phillips head screwdriver? I okay. Yeah. I do get why he didn't bring a weapon. I do now get why he didn't bring a weapon. It's because he wanted to make it look like David had done it, so he needed to only use things that were already there. Sure, so I get that. I but guess, he could but not have planned to this. say that. Anything he brings, he could have just 
given to David. That's true. Yes. Also, without the toolbox, he couldn't have done half the shit that he did to make it so they couldn't just stay in the ATM machine. Yeah. Like the toolbox yeah. is such a deus ex machina because he used that for literally the toolbox and the hose. Without that, they literally could have just stayed in the ATM until six. Yeah. They were just well, yeah, that's, so that's there. another thing, actually. The hose thing. God damn it. You just reminded me of this. Yes. We are shown so much during the goddamn credits of this movie to suggest that absolutely everything was planned meticulously. But then yeah. Parka just showed up and looked over at the Christmas tree lot and was like, oh, hey, I could use this hose. Like, we watch him figure that out. Yeah. Like, so did he plan anything what, or what did was he, he trying to do? Not? What was he there for? What was the plan? And I, that's the double issue what because his plan? he's desperate to break into the back of the place. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with killing the heat. He just killed the generator or whatever outside. So there was like emergency power somewhere. Yeah. And he cut its power to the world, I guess. Right. Apparently, but like we never see any consequences that case, of that, actually. But yeah, no, we never do. We never see a single thing. And the ATM should have died at that point, first of all. Yes. <laughs> um, But it didn't. But the power to the heat, let's say it's just the heat. He kills the heat. Yeah. But he spends the rest of the movie trying to break into the back door. What is in the back door? Nothing. Uh, that's how he gets to the to the fucking grate, isn't it? To, to no, because he does in? that from the heat vent in the roof. Yeah, we never see him room. actually oh. open that. And back he attaches door. the pipe up there. He never gets in the back door. I think it's just to point? scare them so that they don't just wait. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that they like, would even hear him trying to break into the back door. No, they if did, that though. thing is as thick as it looks and it's all full of like concrete and shit, as they say when they try to cut through the wall, yep. they wouldn't hear him trying to break into that door. But they did, because you could hear him banging around. Yeah. And ultimately accomplishing he nothing. He could hear them talking, which is impossible. Somehow. Completely impossible. But I don't know. There's so many things about this movie that don't work. So I do want to talk about some good things real quick. Because we've shit on it a lot. But there is some stuff that's worth, like, praising. And none of it has anything to do with the movie. Okay. Um, it's more great concept. So, like, I love the idea of an extreme weather situation keeping people isolated while there's something dangerous. Classic recipe great. for a good horror movie. Exactly. And I think cold is something that is generally underutilized. You know, you usually have it an is antagonist used an awful that is something. Lot. It is, but <laughs> it's like you have I haven't seen a good movie that utilizes cold well in a long time. True. Um cuz you you have like your standbys, right? Like, oh, the thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. We got the thing. The Shining. Okay, The Shining. Cool. We got The Shining. Frozen. It's Fro not good, but it's there. Fro Frozen? Frozen? Yeah, the one where they're stuck on a ski lift. One of the fucking oh. Lord of the Rings voices in it, I think. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I think but that'd yeah. be a fun one for your for your, what you're doing here with the I single location I don't want to watch another thing. bad one. You already said it it's wasn't good. It's not that bad. Oh. It's not it that bad. It's just, just, it, it's it just that your good. movie sucks tore it apart on YouTube, but it's literally, it's not that bad. Huh. Uh, the Lodge but, also? The Lodge does some See, interesting things of, with it. There's a lot of movies that do it okay or good, but it's also it's a concept that definitely gets beat out by alligators every year. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about 
talking about fucking crawl. I'm thinking yes. about crawl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm talking God, about crawl. Sucks so bad. <laughs> Fuck. Crawl. I would love to I see a seen. version of ATM where instead of it being winter, there's just alligators everywhere. <laughs> What's this ATM doing in the middle of the Everglades? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make so less sense. Stay out of that ATM. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down that bank. <laughs> Throwing chicken carcasses Ayo, I everywhere. I get it, Jack. I got it. <laughs> anyway, though. Um, yeah, that's the that parka guy's thing. Instead James of Bond. having a parka, he just has infinite dead chickens to throw out <laughs> to distract the alligators. <laughs> But yeah, I I love the sound design of this movie. Now, in fairness, some of that sound design could have been wind blowing outside of my own house. It is very possible. It sounded just like it. But I did have all the doors closed well enough that it shouldn't have been. Okay. Um, But I thought that there was some nice, like, made it feel colder sound effects. I love oh, sure. the cutaway to the uh, the big billboard clock and thermometer. That's I a love good that. one. Yeah. I, I like how they use that to establish... Not just that it's getting colder, but also what time it is. And, and that's I, something yeah. actually that I was thinking about the while watching the movie time. is, yeah, these sorts of movies, lots of times, like I was thinking about how it should be shorter for what it is. Yeah. But then I was like, well, actually, it, for as long as it takes to do things to make me actually care or anything, it does do a good job of showing you how long they've just been sitting in there. Yeah, because a lot of times these sorts of movies don't do well at showing you how long they've been there. You don't get the, the impression movie, that it's I would been a guess long time. That maybe two hours passes over the course of the movie. Yeah, because it was midnight when they went to hit the ATM. We know it was midnight. Yeah, because that's when Josh wanted to get money for his pizza place. It's open till two. And then the next time we see it's 2 a.m. Or next time we see the clock, it's like past 2 a.m. Yeah. And they you also know, have like, like the frost starting to build on the insides of the windows yeah. and stuff. The they do a really good job. Touch. They do a good job convincing you that it's been a long time and it's very, very cold. And yeah. that's something that it does actually pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think if we had three actors who went as hard as fucking Josh Peck, honestly, here's the issue. Right? I, I think Alice Eve did. Corey okay. and David, I think both did. Okay. I don't, I don't think care. I think David is the weak link on the team. Actually, I did not like David. I, I liked. I think Emily reacted pretty reasonably to this situation, and her acting was fine. Yeah. David definitely just was unlikable, and I okay. hate that I was supposed to follow him. Yeah, yeah he was that. just such yeah. a blank so everyman. If we had three people who were acting as hard as they could, and hit at least at least the standard set by Josh, if not better, because there could definitely be better. Yeah, he was fine. But, but at like... least hit that point. I think this movie really could work. You know who I think they should have had in there is the I think you should leave guy. Whatever his name is. Oh, I my think God. Tim yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Acting the way that he usually does in I think you should leave. If this oh, whole movie were just an I think you should leave bit, I'd watch just it. Just a really long one. <laughs> I think it would be great. That's the way to save the movie. Like that is 100% no, okay, so the way to save Everything this movie. is exactly the same except Josh Peck is replaced by Tim Robinson. No, no, no. We no, need Josh we keep Peck Josh and Peck. Tim Robinson. Okay. David is replaced by Tim Robinson. Corey, please tell me you're just being cheap <laughs> when you, you sure? asked me for money. Are you, Are sure? you sure? 
Card? Are you sure your ATM card isn't working? Card are you sure it's not just the <laughs> 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 I'm not so sure your ATM card. Because you got the, you he, got in the he building. Just starts, <laughs> at that point when they're having that conversation, like in, during that conversation, he starts hitting the ATM with the trash can. Yeah. No <laughs> other preamble. Just no just build to it. He goes right it. for it. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know, Corey. Who do you think might be out there? Do you think it would be the old man whose 401k I lost the day before Christmas Eve? Do you think it would be him? <laughs> I'm just saying it's a possibility. Oh, it's a possibility. You lost the man's 401k? I, that, that's a well, line that I love purpose. so much. She's like, just like, you lost his 401k? And he's like, no, I didn't lose his 401k. Well, how do you know? Well, the guy whose 401k I lost was like 60. I don't know. What do you want me to do? Go outside and be like, hey, creepy guy in a parka. Are you the guy whose 401k that I lost today, the day before Christmas Eve? I know you were mad about that. Since so much of I think you should leave, it's just things repeated over and over again. It, the whole movie would just be the conversation about the 401k. It would, yeah. they would not talk about it. It would just keep coming back. You would just get interjected with other things. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we cut into a different bit. <laughs> and then it just comes back to the back. ATM bit later on in the episode. In the ATM. It cuts back and it's like dead silent and they're all sitting on the opposite sides with their like arms crossed and they're all like frozen. <laughs> Corey, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll just go outside and get murdered just so I can get away from you. <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, I think we've yeah. about exhausted this movie at this point. Yeah. If we're starting That's to insert the best Tim case Robinson scenario into for this, this one. Let That's me, the best done, Let's right? move on to, to the higher podcast equivalent of and I think you should leave it. Let's do Noah's notes. Oh yeah, Jeff. What's uh? What are the? What is the? Uh, what is the? What is? Uh, what are you thinking of the? Uh, what are you thinking of doing for the? What are you? What are you thinking the theme song? Shut the be? fuck up. <laughs> I love it when you do the Muppet frown. It kills me every time. <laughs> no one knows what that means. I think they Audio can picture wise. it. Muppet frown is a very specific phrase. I think people can picture it. It's time to get the Noah. It's time to read the notes. It's time to <laughs> get things started on the Noah's notes tonight. <laughs> that's pretty good. The Muppets. I'll take it. The Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's what that is. <laughs> Um, I, I, I knew I had to tell you because it wouldn't be recognizable. <laughs> right, yeah, because you did such a bad job. Okay. Um, Noah's notes start out with, if memory serves, this is a secret Christmas movie. And then we have two notes later. Ah, the song confirms this isn't even a secret Christmas movie. It's just kind of blatant. Oops, Lamau. <laughs> so good job, Noah. You tried to slip one over on us, but... It kind of smacked us in the face instead. I, right. I did like also, how at the at the office Christmas party they didn't go super overboard on Christmas decorations. It came across yeah, it more was, like it was the kind of party. thing that you do in real life. You throw up a couple of garlands and that's kind of it. I, so I like that. that oh, one thing that I am seeing that uh, actually is uh, kind of a neat thing, possibly in the beginning, you see a guy in a big parka with the fur hood. Yeah. Uh, without the ski mask on, I'm pretty sure that's Parka Man. I'm sure that's what they're him, trying to but tell it us. Focuses beyond him, so his face. Yeah, out. they always like don't and focus on sure him, which was cool. And he looks like the Eminem looking guy who was in the uh, storage unit. So like, I think it adds up. 
Yeah, I, and I thought that was kind of neat, the way it's like you're obviously supposed to be paying attention to him, but the camera just won't focus on him to let you. Yeah. That's kind of neat. That's a cool idea. But, like, that's, uh, what, a minute and a half at the beginning of the movie, and they never do anything cool like that again. So... Yep. <laughs> um, That's when we get to the ATM box, Joe. Oh, know yes, of course. Box. I know about ATM um, boxes. <laughs> oh, sorry, back to the notes. <laughs> yes, the notes. Uh, upon Josh Peck's arrival, the notes are, there he is, the bitch. And then, <laughs> I love when child stars get adult roles and they just swear. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Miley Cyrus is in in Black Mirror as well. It's just, she she's is? Just, Miley Cyrus is in Black Mirror. Yeah, it's not a good episode, but I, I liked it. I liked her part, and she gets to sing a Nine Inch Nails song at the end, and she sings the oh. fuck out of it. So nice. which one? Yeah, no, the it um had like a whole um she sings it because she it. plays okay. a pop star. She plays a pop star, and the pop star's hit song is Trent. I think Trent Reznor worked with them to rework Head Like a Hole so it had pop star pop like poppy song lyrics and it's uh, easily hands down the only good part of the episode is like this poppy song and then at the end of the the movie or at the end of the episode she sings the the way it's written and it's like huh. I loved it for her it was That's like the neat. start you know of what? her I like I think I might have heard part of that and not known what yeah. it was from yeah Huh. Not a good Black Mirror episode, but it is a fun Miley Cyrus performance. I have somehow um, gotten this far without watching any Black Mirror yet, and I keep like, oh no, meaning to because I, I like the Twilight the, Zone and all, but skip like the the first episode, episode That's what is literally not good. everyone the, says. Not worth it. Don't the watch second the first one, one, I there what the first time I watched it, I thought about it for three days, and then after that, there were a couple other episodes that did that to me too. White Christmas and the Star Trek episode are my two favorites. Um, there's no reason to watch the man fuck the pig. There's no yeah, reason to watch the man fuck. It's kind of what I think. It's not even good. It's like there are movie, there are episodes that tackle all of the concepts from that episode better. Mm-hmm. Um, the social media, the pressure on like public figures, all of that's addressed better in other episodes of the same show. Yeah. Anyway, back to the notes. Okay. Um, he told that stupid story. He got interrupted like five times at the party and people were ragging on him and he told the punchline and nobody laughed. And it was so awkward. That's how and I Noah's feel every notes... time I tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> Me I too. think it was a good story. It, I thought it was, it was funny a enough. funny enough punchline. Yeah, no, it was like a story but, that I would chuckle at in and a here's social the issue, setting. Though. Delivery, not a problem. But you got to consider the source and I think that's why no one laughed. Yeah, it's like fucking Although, Corey. Shut the fuck up, man. Also, when he finished the story, and that one dude was like, "So did you pay for it, though?" <laughs> I feel like that'd be me because every time yeah. I hear somebody say something like that, the thing that I like end up sticking with is, "Oh, but did he actually pay for it? Like, did it work?" <laughs> Mood. Um, I that the 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 whole like early on um chemistry between the two romantic leads quote unquote is awful oh, yeah. uh it's she like is leaving the party and he like starts a conversation with her it's so awkward i'd be so done she says like it's that she was nervous about talking awkward, to him and that she was interested in him i don't fucking buy that she My, does not look interested in him when he comes up. Noah's notes say that yeah, look of thing. done with this conversation that she had on her face doesn't pair with the actual interest in him. Yeah, because yeah. as she walks away from her, like, oh, we'll have to, we'll see each other someday. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, we'll see each other sometime. And then as she turns away, 
she the face is yeah. full of disgust. I was, was like, kind of wondering if that was, that was intentional. A mistake. No, like, that was definitely like it a seems. It seems like the dialogue is written to try and convince us that she's actually into him, right? But I wonder if like. But that initial as an actress, did she not. have in her mind like, no, she wouldn't be interested in this guy. She's yeah, trying to no, get him like, to shut did, up. Did they tell her that her character was interested in him? Because yeah, like, that's part of the first draft of the script where they were not interested, and then they didn't bother. They had a Stockholm syndrome, yeah. kind of thing go on instead of them actually being interested in each she other. She just seems so uncomfortable the whole time that she's in his the car, whole time. and like, I would buy her and Corey before I'd buy her and David. Cause she's like she's like laughing at his fucking stupid jokes and shit. She did laugh at his jokes, didn't she? Why would she do she's, that? He's not and funny. And David's like, we should just li- we should like just drop him off and shit. It like we don't need to entertain him. And she's like, no, it's fine. And it's like if I really liked David, I would be Team David on this one. I'd be yeah. like, get this fucker like, yeah, out of the just car. Ditch him. <laughs> Instead, she's like, no, it's totally. She's too polite. You know what? She is a woman in finance, though. So I'll it give her seems that. that makes it seem even more like she's not interested in David, though, right? Like, right? Uh, uh, right. let's keep him so I don't have to be alone with you. Like, yeah, that's definitely what it feels like. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, um, why did they park so far away from the ATM? Like, they could have been so much closer. Agreed. Yeah. I, I might be a weirdo who parks near the back of the Wegmans parking lot when I have to go to the part to the fucking store. But that's just because sure. I don't want to back out of a crowded parking lot. Oh, um, yeah. I have my reasons. An ATM in negative though. three degree weather, yeah. an empty ATM parking lot. I am pulling up borderline right to the door, especially if I'm just dropping my friend off and he's supposed to just go inside and swipe his card and come back out yeah. again. I am like parked outside just waiting for him to be done. There's no reason now, to park and make him walk over there. Here, I think we're... I, I think this is a relic of perhaps a script rewrite. Because if Corey was the one driving and mm-hmm. David was the one who needed to make the stop at the ATM, Corey would park too far away and be like, walk, bitch. Yeah. He would yes. do that. And he makes a joke about funny. it when David parks the car. But David, like, doesn't say anything. He just stops the car that far away and Corey has to walk all that far. He doesn't actually say why. He doesn't say, I want to inconvenience you because you're inconveniencing me or anything. It's implied, but like, this but movie is so overt in every other setting. Yeah. Why is this so subtle? I think maybe in an earlier version like of the script. Like, hmm? Yeah, like, and I, I shudder to say this even, to think that there were multiple versions of this script and this is the one that got put out. But, like, I right. feel like in an earlier version of the script, it was Corey's car, and they just forgot to patch that up when they changed it because it didn't no, matter enough. because I don't think there was ever going to be a case where Corey was drunk driving himself home. Ah, uh, yeah. Because he would be yeah. drunk either way. You yeah, can't rewrite this movie without Corey being drunk. My no. thing was maybe they switched Corey and David's personalities, if that's the case. But then we're just to the point, like maybe the one who was interested in her was the douchebag. But that doesn't make sense because if he's too awkward to talk to her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There's no world in which them parking that far away from the ATM makes sense. No, None it's, whatsoever. It's just a weird plot device. Yeah. We have, um, they could have gotten to the car while he killed the heat, but okay. Yeah. Okay. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. 
when he went around the building for the first time, it's like, oh, he's not standing directly in front of us. We have a clear path to the car. There is no world in which we don't make it to the fucking car. Just yeah. go. He doesn't even so know that points. they open the door. Yeah. Just open the door and go. There are so many points in the movie where he is occupied for long enough that they could get to the car without him even noticing conceivably. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, Emily thinking there's the the justifications that they try to give these characters so that they don't do the logical thing where the characters overthink shit that people would never overthink. She's right. like, oh, my God, what if there's more than one killer? What? Yeah, you saw right. this man walk over and just stomp someone's head in. Why yeah. would he need like what in what world? He's not talked to anyone on the phone. He's not contacted anyone. He's not acting like the fucking screen twins where they're like yeah. freaking out to each other. He's just like. He he's clearly operating on his own. If he had if he had like done that much, if he needs if there is more than one person and they're they're fine with one person standing in clear view, then why don't they have the other person go around to the back so that they yeah. don't know there's more than one person? Why would they have the only one that they've seen kill someone go around and do the thing on the other side? So Yeah, like there's there's what? never any reason to actually suspect that. There really isn't. Mm -hmm. Um they they acknowledge that he just murdered a man for no reason, and then they spend a lot of time searching for the motive of the killer. They're like, oh, yeah. why is he, why us? And it's like, clearly there's no reason because he just stomped a man's head in. There's, there is no way that they would think that either. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, BRB getting a picture of my wife and kids from my wallet so whoever murders me in an icebox ATM will feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, um, that scene during that, I started thinking about, like, if I got murdered on my way to an ATM, what might someone deduce about my life based on the contents of my pockets? And I was like, nothing. nothing. Absolutely no, nothing. They would no. be able to find out who I got some of my tattoos from, and they might right. figure out the fact that I'm a musician. Mostly they would notice that I don't use gift cards very often, but I possess a bunch of them. That's all yes. they would learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, literally the same thing. I think they would be able to deduce about as much from both of us. Um, and like the, the the dialogue is so awkward because like the one person it's 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 so middle school like playwriting. That's what it feels like. Is there it like really he's is. like well, it probably wasn't that big of a deal? And then the other person's like he had a wife and kids, and they just <laughs> but what if this he he was go he was going to work? It's like. You don't know Shit, that. What are you doing? Stop talking. <laughs> um, I liked how the guy that they killed was a janitor in a blue jumpsuit because that could be like a nod to Michael. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I, I had that thought where you were like looking at him dead on the floor and you're like, oh, it's a guy in like a blue jumpsuit. That, <laughs> that I might have assumed he was a killer as well. Yeah, because, because that's how I they look. watch a lot of movies. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, Noah has um bitch ass got clotheslined here um for Corey, which is funny oh, because uh the clotheslining made no sense to me i it thought he just no slipped sense. on ice like the clotheslining makes just no slipped sense on ice, whatsoever if he had just slipped on ice it would have yeah. been more believable and more tragic because then it's not fucking orchestrated it's just like you're running yeah. away well, like, when did he put in, that um, line up when it's orchestrated from the line of wire that he found in freaking the toolbox in the trunk it's so stupid. Yeah, ice is a thing. anything with him. He slips on ice later on in the movie, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, it like, could be a consistent beat people... that there's a lot of ice and you slip on it a lot. 
like even just a line at the beginning of like why don't you part me closer there's so much fucking ice and he's yeah. like suffer bitch yeah and like that would have set Any up a few context things. would kill in this movie honestly yeah but that's why it does feel like a first draft is because there's so many things that like it would be so easy it, to fix it feels like a fragment um, of a first draft <laughs> it does there's so little to talk about because the whole movie is just tense moment after tense moment. Like it's cold and they're in a closed space. It's just scary. And that's about yeah. it. That's the most positive shit you've said about this movie. There it the is. The tension I mean, never. The whole movie. The tension right? like, never changes the over the course yeah, of the movie. There is never a change in the threat. Anymore. It is the same and tension that, over the same yep. threat yes. the whole time. Because every now and then in theory it lightens up. But every time it gets worse, it doesn't actually get worse. It's just a new yeah. facet of the same thing. Yeah. Because your tension gets let out by being angry at them for holding the door open for so long. Yeah, like the only time... There's a that... few people that gave this movie a five-star review on Letterboxd, by the way. Really? I would love yeah. to talk to there's them like... about why that is. Yeah, I would love to hear like... somebody talk about why they love one. this movie. Like, just who? Why? Why? A five-star yeah. review. Did they say anything? There are 78 five-star reviews. That's too many. Um, but the highest written review is a three-star review. Is it? Scroll back up to the top, because I don't think you're sorted by by high. You're sort by when. But. Yeah, there's some five. <laughs> the top review from December of 2021. Why did Josh Peck go through so much? There's Okay, so let's see. <laughs> Saw this on Netflix back in 2013. <laughs> loved it. Finally decided to pick up a copy on eBay a few weeks ago. Sat down knowing full well this probably isn't five stars. But that's how I rated it when I joined Leatherbox Letterboxd. I'm such a sucker for stupid films like this where people are trapped. This is a bad take. The, I that's mean, a very I will bad take. I no, I like their next line, which is while I was underwhelmed by my revisit, I refused to downgrade my rating. That <laughs> it feels like someone who just kind of has nostalgia goggles on, so I'm not going to be too mean to them. Yeah, but <laughs> no then there's other people Halloween that say that there was a stars. good twist ending. No, there's not. Yeah. There's not even a twist. This one guy says in Spanish or yeah, in Portuguese, what a film, my friends. No. It, <laughs> You're it incorrect. Is... It Absolutely is a movie. Five stars. He's not wrong I didn't in calling know it. Letterboxd one, but... was this old. I didn't know it was a 2016, is as far back as some of these reviews are coming from. Wild. But yeah, no. It's not a good movie. No. Uh, it doesn't deserve all the five star reviews it has no. on Letterboxd. Luckily, though, there's way more not five star reviews. Yeah. In fact, the highest number is 1,400 two star reviews. Mm. Um, okay. Yep. Well, I think that's it about this movie, that's about honestly. All we've got. Um I who's next? Is it me? It is you. Uh we're watching Ready or Not next week. We're watching Ready right. or Not next time. Um, Ready or Not's a fun movie. It's kind of a stuck in one place, except the one place is a giant fucking mansion, so not, not really. <laughs> um, but it's very fun. I like it a lot. Um it, I think it's genuinely good. So um, any uh, content warning we should know about? Content warnings, uh, demon stuff, uh, demon worship, cults. Oh. I know that that was something that um, one of my friends who saw in theaters was like not expecting. So that's kind of important, I think. Um, there's a lot I of. I wouldn't the, have expected it. There's some eye stuff as far as the gore goes. I remember Ooh. there being some pretty gross, um, like eye stuff that happened. Yes. Um, uh, 
it's it's very gory. I'm a content warning for I think a little more gore than normal. Um and a lot of those like gut punching like kill moments where it's just like you didn't expect it to happen and then it happens and you kind of feel your heart drop a little. Um but yeah. I think other than that Someone on the like does the dog die or common sense media rather said that this t- this movie contains positive role models. So a couple people have said that. I agree. Yeah. Um, I fully agree. <laughs> One person said not to watch. They gave it a two star because they liked it at first, but then it got dark and satanic. Yes, that's what <laughs> that's like, what my friend said. But to their credit, they have like actual issues with yeah. that kind of thing. So like that's understandable from them, but from like parents, shut yeah, up, dude, it's a from like movie. just just somebody. I like, want my bad. horror movies to not be dark. <laughs> Common sense says sixteen and up can watch it. Parents say fifteen and up can watch it, and kids say fourteen and up can that's watch so it. So funny, I love. Common I feel sense. like um, maybe they shouldn't have asked the kids, but okay. <laughs> um but yeah uh yeah it's it's a good movie i'm excited to talk about it uh, i think that's it i don't know there's a lot of swearing if there are any specific slurs oh, no. i don't remember them um it's been a, it's been uh like over a year and a half since at least since i watched it so uh yeah all i remember is the eye thing because it's stuck with me the, um, they do that they do um yeah i don't know there we go. that's it that's it for that Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Make sure to follow um, Casual Obsession at Casual Horror Pod on Twitter. Emma runs that and uh, keeps you up to date on things. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. You can find me as Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D on Twitch, Twitter, and Insta. Going back to Twitch streaming soon, knock on wood. And uh, now that I'm down to one job, I should be tweeting more often too. Hopefully more unhinged and lying about liquor than ever before. Super fun. I do look forward to you lying more about liquor. It is very entertaining. Um, you can find me, Nina, at Nina Wolverina on Twitter, uh, at House Usher Rises, also on Twitter, where I retweet some like horror art and maybe make some horror takes. Um, yeah, I wrote a book. It's out there in the world. Um, oh you can find links in my in my Twitter. Uh, I've been talking a lot Damn. about it. Can't other than it. other than that it's not a horror but i do write horror too you can ask me about that in our discord server which you <gasps> can find uh <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah um but yeah no. also under the casual horror pod tag it you is can find us there so go check that out uh and maybe chat with us thanks a lot wait what about jeff no i'm letting jeff can go i just that was me closing off my thing That's jeff so, it was fine. such a definitive just closing go. out just no you can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab <laughs> and on Instagram and TikTok at the Hammer of Jeff. Can't believe you made Jeff cry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. And then the great window lit up again. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Again, my we'll window is darker time. in person. You've got to believe me here. <laughs> uh, we don't believe Jeff about the window and tune in next time to see if we've learned from our mistakes. We won't. Mm-hmm.